The war in Ukraine has been raging for 18 months now, with no real end in sight despite costing many lives and billions of dollars. But can it actually be won? And is the West prolonging the war? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Hello and welcome. It has been 18 long months since Russia invaded Ukraine. Despite all the hype about the long-awaited Ukrainian counter-offensive, it seems still largely at a stalemate. So, given this, questions are now beginning to be asked about the long-term strategy of continuing to support and to fund this war, especially at the huge cost to Ukrainian people. Can this still be maintained? And perhaps more importantly, should it? For more, we are joined by retired US Air Force General John Tyker. Great to see you. Talk to us about how you see this war progressing 18 months in. Aaron, let me start by saying that the big cost that is being paid by the Ukrainian people is not the fault of the counteroffensive, but the fault of Vladimir Putin and the Russian forces. And I think we need to be constantly mindful that the reason the Ukrainians are in the situation that they're in is because of the war of aggression that started 18 months ago and continues to take a toll on the Ukrainian people. Now, you rightfully point out that we haven't seen a lot of visible progress during this counteroffensive. But I don't think it means that we should give up. I think it just means that in part, we were late in, as the West in providing capability to Ukraine. And it's allowed the Russians to be in a very strong defensive position that ultimately is making it tough for this counteroffensive to make real progress. Absolutely. And fair enough. The media has obviously been very much on the side of Ukraine, as it should be, given what has been, as you mentioned, an invasion of their country. But the reality of what is actually happening on the ground, 100,000 soldiers lost, um, millions have actually had to flee the country as well. If it wasn't for the Western support, then we know where Ukraine would be. Uh, many don't even believe that President Zelensky would still be alive. As we progress beyond 18 months, though, is it worth carrying on as things are? Or do you believe that uh, perhaps there needs to be a look at even suggestions put forward a few months ago by Elon Musk? So it's absolutely right. As the providers of some of the capability and a lot of the financing of the war in Ukraine for the United States and the West to ask some questions. But ultimately, we need to be reminded of the fact that the Ukrainians have thus far stopped aggression by Russia of progressing further, that ultimately I have no doubt that Vladimir Putin would have loved not only to take over Ukraine, but to progress further than that. And China and others are watching how resolute we are as the West in our determination to see through our ally and partner in Ukraine in their fight against this war of aggression. How do you think Ukraine's counteroffensive is actually going at the moment? What do you think is the reason why it hasn't been as successful as Zelensky had been hoping, perhaps even promising just a few months ago? So I think, Aaron, that all of us had hoped that somehow the Russian forces were fragile and brittle enough such that a very strong counteroffensive by Ukraine would break through. And we haven't seen that, though we have seen some fracturing of the Russian forces, primarily at the strategic level with Precocian a couple of months ago. We see some major hits to the Russian economy just in this last week based on the valuation of the ruble. But I don't think that we've seen at the tactical and operational level the type of breakthrough that we had all been hoping. And I think in a large part, it was due to the West delay in providing capability to Ukraine that now has allowed the Russian forces to be in a position that is so strong in the defensive. 
we see an area of land about the size of the state of Florida that is now mined by the Russians. They have trenches, they have defensive fortifications, and I think the West should look in the mirror and realize that in a large part, the reason that the Ukrainians are trying to slog so difficultly through defenses is that we were late in providing them the capability that they knew they needed earlier to break through. Why do you think that the West was late? Uh, Ukraine has been asking for fighter jets. Ukraine has been asking for long range weapons. And yet uh, the Biden administration right through last year seemed reluctant to give them until eventually giving in. We've seen this in every stage of the conflict, Aaron. We saw it with tanks. We saw it with Patriot air defense systems. And like you said, now we're seeing it with long range fires uh, and with the F-16s. And I think there is just this over sense of cautiousness on the Biden administration and some others in the West that somehow we're going to trip a red line and cause an escalation by Putin. We haven't seen any of the steps we've taken thus far create a situation that would prompt escalation. And I just think it's been over cautiousness by Biden and others that has led to our tepidness in providing the capability on time that the Ukrainians need. General, when we have a look at the situation in Ukraine at the moment and in Russia, it's all been about putting sanctions onto the people of Russia and on the Russian government, trying to make them end the war. Yet eight in 10 Moscovites say they haven't noticed any of these sanctions. And while the Russian ruble has collapsed, doesn't seem to be having any impact on the war. Why is there such a disconnect, do you believe, between what we believe uh, might have happened thanks to the sanctions and what is actually happening to the Russian economy? Aaron, so I do want to point out that just this week, like you said, we have seen some of the challenges in the Russian currency. And I think overall, it means that some of the sanctions have been providing the type of impact that we had hoped. But we certainly haven't seen a tight sanctions regime that has been supported by the international community, in part because of reliance on food supplies and energy supplies from Russia. And there's a lot of fence sitters out there in the international community that continue to support Russia by allowing some importation of some of those types of goods. But I do think that in the end, these sanction regimes are having an effect, whether the Russian people specifically say they feel them or not. And I think it all plays into the calculus that Putin's got to consider as he desires or decides whether he needs to keep going in the war in Ukraine or ultimately it's becoming too costly for the people in Russia and maybe putting his regime at risk. Yeah, very much so. But the situation in Ukraine obviously is pretty tense. Um, elections have been sidelined. Opposition has been sidelined. Social media has been awash with footage of young men being dragged uh, to join the Ukrainian military. Many have left the country as well. Um, do you have any concerns about how things are going in Ukraine in terms of leadership, given we've seen concerns about treason? We've seen concerns uh, where people in high power have been sacked from those roles as well by President Zelensky. How do you think President Zelensky is doing as a leader 18 months in? Aaron, I think it's amazing that Ukraine continues to exist apart from Russian control. And I can't even imagine being in a position where my country is constantly faced with an existential threat. And I'm not saying that Zelensky is perfect. He wasn't before the war and he hasn't been during the war. But I think it's all been a sign of his leadership and Ukrainian resilience that has allowed them to resist thus far for 18 months. 
Yeah, it is very true. Um, the atmosphere of wanting to support this war uh, obviously has continued to grow, um, and we have seen a lot of countries take different sides. Has the unintended consequence of the war been, though, that Russia has now grown closer to China, and then we have this BRICS group that's meeting again uh, in South Africa, which is designed to essentially bring uh, countries like India and Russia and Brazil and China closer together to stand up against the United States. Will that be an unintended consequence of this war, do you think? I think ultimately it has demonstrated the righteousness of the West in maintaining a free, open, prosperous and secure international world order. And I think that the only reason that China continues to side with Russia is that they have no other option. And I think, frankly, they are embarrassed by the lack of performance by Putin and the Russian forces, but they don't feel like they can change horses mid-stride. Now, I do think that we need to be constantly aware of the BRICS, as you mentioned them, whether it's Brazil or India or South Africa or others. But ultimately, I think the longer this war goes on and the more brutality and war crimes are demonstrated by Putin, some of those countries have to look themselves in the mirror and decide whether that's the type of partnership that they want to rely upon for the long term. And just finally, um, when we talk about the, the full throttled support from the West, do you believe that that will continue? So I've been impressed thus far, Aaron, that we have continued it. And I think one of the things that is a mm. absolute positive that has come out of this situation is that we have recognized the massive amount of support provided by Europe and NATO. I know it's a common refrain sometimes in the United States that we carry all of the weight in the international world order. But at least according to the most recent figures, there has been $80 billion supply to support Ukraine in all different types by the United States and another $150 billion provided by other NATO allies. Yeah. And I think ultimately, as we look around the globe and see the type of support that's coming in for Ukraine, apart from the United States, that is tending to bind us closer together yeah. as a Western order. And that positive consequence will have lasting positive effects. John Tyker, General, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron. And that is the program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co.